It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration, full of despair, from years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation, two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware, and they found... Major League Soccer. Need to get a new intro, because Norwich famously top of the league, so... We'll see after this weekend. Still top of the league. This is the MLS UK show. Oh, so much has happened since our last episode. So many games to talk about. Oh wait, absolutely nothing has happened, but we have got two huge ones to look forward to. Welcome along to episode 32 of the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you. We will, of course, kick off with a preview of the conference finals. Zlatan is departing us, but only for six months. We'll chat about that. He'll be back. Uh, Almiron could be on his way as well. And... I like getting mail. I like receiving mail. We'll read some of the messages we've had from you. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Where to start? I think just jump straight in. Jump straight in to the biggest game that has happened the last week. Italy versus the USA. (laughs) Uh, It's been a really quiet week, hasn't it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, we we joke. We've just listened to, um, to a show... Uh, that I made a little guest appearance on uh, in my hometown of uh, of Norwich. Yeah, it's that boring this week that I've been forced to listen to a Norwich City podcast. Well, more to the point, it's so boring that they've had to get me on. They yeah. had nothing to talk about, so they got me on to talk about Dom Dwyer. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he used to play for Kings Lynn, didn't he? Like, that's how boring it's been. He used to play for Norwich. Let's speak to an MLS correspondent. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so it's been very quiet. However, it's the calm before the storm because the MLS Cup playoffs are coming to a close and there's two massive games this weekend. Yes, I'm so excited about these. But first, we need to play the game, which is called Elliot. We give you the career path of a MLS player and you have to work out and tell us who it is. Yep, changes every week. No idea what it's actually called. Um, as you did Kai Kamara last week, Norwich City, former Norwich City player. Top of the Have Get in. Ah, well. The league's Get upside in. down. Bolton a second from top. Get in. Um, we're going to do a MLS player. We've not discussed this. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Who played at Bolton Wanderers. Oh. Let me get my own back. Yawn. Right, this player, he was... Um... Yuri Jorkaev. No, no. He never played in MLS, did he? No. Oh. But nice to mention him. Fernando Hierro. JJ Okocha. <laughs> right, this player, was it... you wouldn't put him along beside those players. Jussi Jaskalainen. <sighs> Don't say that. We're second bottom in the championship. Don't, Don't bring back the good old days. This player kicked off his career at Wimbledon. But the old Wimbledon, the one that's now MK Dons. Okay. Uh, he then played for West Ham United, Aston Villa, the mighty Bolton Wanderers, and uh, then some other clubs in, in England. But in 2013, he moved to the Vancouver Whitecaps. He also played for Chivas when they were a thing. Uh, and then he moved to Montreal Impact. He ended his MLS career in 2016. Who am I talking about? Any ideas? What do we reckon? Let us know. Tweet us at MLS UK Show. Um, we know if you're cheating. Yep. Don't just don't just wait till the end and then tweet us. Uh, a lot of people did well. They got Kai Kamara last week, so well done to you guys. Uh, remind us of the clubs once again. Give us the rundown. Uh, Wimbledon, West Ham United, Aston Villa, the mighty Bolton Wanderers, and then Vancouver Whitecaps, Chivas, and Montreal Impact. He finished his MLS career in 2016. Tweet us. We will reveal it at the end of the episode. And that, like Elliot said, we we do know if you cheat. No one really cheats, but you're only cheating yourselves, really. Can you give me a clue off air if I turn the mics off? Okay. Oh, he couldn't think of one. <laughs> I just said no. <laughs> um, his middle name is Shola. <laughs> like Shola Amiobi, if you... If you know, if you're a Newcastle United fan, you'll know who Shola Amiobi is. Uh, right, let's get back to MLS. Let's get into some serious business, shall we? Because there's two massive games this weekend. It's the conference finals in the East and in the West. Um, start in the East. Yes. I mean, we all know MLS only care about Atlanta anyway. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a well-known fact. It's all they tweet about. It's statistically true as well. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of their social media posts about Atlanta, they love it. Um, there's a lot of Eastern bias as well from from MLS to the point where if you currently I don't know uh, this is correct at the time of broadcast time of recording um if you go on the MLS website and look at the previews for each of these games the uh, <laughs> the Atlanta Red Bulls game there's a huge long page all about it what we're expecting um some of the MLS experts have provided their analysis and predictions and all of this stuff uh, and for the uh, SKC Portland game Absolutely nothing, just a no. blank page, uh, which is quite a true representation of MLS and their bias for Atlanta. Yes, uh, which is not a bad <laughs> thing, of course, but uh, after we speak about this it's game... It's for everyone else. <laughs> after we speak about this game, in fact, the MLS UK show 
is going west. We're going to be talking about the Western Conference final, and then we'll talk about uh, Dallas, RSL, and Zlatan, who plays for LA Galaxy. So no East bias on this show. Which is unusual, because it normally all goes south on this show. Yeah, it's uh, just this episode. <laughs> um, let's let's start with, with Atlanta and, and New York Red Bulls on Sunday. I'll start with a big headline. Let's be honest, Atlanta have never beaten New York Red Bulls. We kind of touched yep. on this last week. They are your bogey side. Yeah, um, it's that home second leg for Red Bulls. That's what I, that's what worries me. If it was a one-off game, I'd I'd really fancy our chances. It's that second leg that really doesn't sit well with me. I, I really don't. It's no surprise that in the conference semis, all four teams who start who had the second leg at home mm. went through. That yeah. says a lot, and I hope it changes. But I mean, I, to be fair, know. SKC almost didn't use that to their advantage. Like no. they they were clinging on in those final few minutes. They were, yeah. Um, but that home advantage, we said it right at the start before the playoffs. I think our last podcast before our little break mm. or the next to last one, whatever it was, we did say that in the playoffs it tends to be in MLS home second leg you will go through or basically if you're whoever scores more at home will go through. Yeah. Um, and I think this game epitomises that. Red Bulls have conceded far less than Atlanta in the regular season. They've mm. conceded 11 less. They've scored eight less as well. But for me, in this game, it's all about the defence because we, we know both teams can attack. You've got BWP, you've got Martinez up front. It's whoever can keep it tight at the back. And as an Atlanta fan, it pains me to say it, but I would trust Red Bull's defence more than Atlanta's. You've played Atlanta, uh, you've played Red Bulls twice this season, mm-hmm. home and away. Yep. What went, uh, not a lot went right. It did. It, to be fair, it did. A, yeah. a lot of people have come unstuck. A lot of teams came unstuck against uh, both sides mm-hmm. um, this season. But what what went wrong, and how do you how do you go about it differently in this? Because because this is this is big. Yeah, Red Bulls just know how to play against Atlanta. They really do, and they're not afraid to dig in and defend. And I think a lot of teams in MLS they don't sit. He doesn't sit comfortably with them to dig in and defend, and that's why they will. Atlanta basically will pick off these teams. They'll go, right, okay, if you want to sit back and defend, we know you can't do it for 90 minutes. So as soon as you try and attack, we're just going to bring it back and score. Red Bulls are very patient with that. They've got the, one of the best defences in the league anyway. So that's what I would say with this, is that Red Bulls just know how to play against Atlanta and more teams should have looked at the blueprint. And it doesn't surprise me that they had two managers this season, Red Bulls, one for the game at Atlanta and one for the game at Red Bulls. And obviously we know that um, it was the assistant that moved up. Mm. It's the Red Bulls way of playing. They had this blueprint against Atlanta and they're going to put it into... Uh, they, they're going to play it this time round. They're definitely going to play it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm. If they can get an away goal, if they can get any a, a result at the Mercedes-Benz, You've got a fancy Red Bulls. So I just think, for me, they know how to play against them. And it's down now to Atlanta to watch those games and think, right, we may need to change how we play. Atlanta may need to be a bit more patient. But you need to you need to find that bit of magic that has been missing, especially at the Red Bulls arena. It, we talked about it after the game. There just wasn't that magic. Martinez was isolated up front. And we've made, we mentioned before, you mentioned this to be fair, so I'll give you credit. 
Martinez is one yellow oh, away. Stealing my big stat. He's one yellow away from being suspended. And I think this could be key because if Martinez starts to get a bit isolated up front, if he's not getting as much of the ball... Frustration. Frustration. And he needs to keep his head. This is a real interesting game. I can't wait for it. They they did really well um, in the in the last game to to not mark him out of the game, but they just cut supply. They mm. cut all supply to him. He's not a player who's going to drop deep, start winning the ball himself. You know, dribble forward. You know, st- he doesn't start moves. He finishes moves, and they really cut his supply really successfully. Um, obviously, we know what an incredible player um, Martinez has been this season. It's really important he doesn't pick up that yellow. It's so, so important. But yeah. you, you've touched on Martinez, Martinez, and you've touched on um, BWP as well. Now, I actually think the key lies with Kaku more than anything. Watching those games back, he wins the ball so high up the field. Now, you can, you can try and defend against BWP. You can try and keep him a couple of men on him, make sure he's not available. For me, it's not what Kaku does necessarily when he's got the ball. Obviously, that's half the battle. But actually, it's making sure you don't lose it to him. He will press you high. If he wins that ball, similar to Almiron, he's got that threat. If you present him with an opportunity to steal that ball, he's got more interceptions in the final third than any other player in MLS. Yeah, That's going to be lethal because we know they can tear teams apart. And it will happen to Atlanta. We give them so much credit, quite rightly, but defensively they are not the strongest defense in that league they just score a hell of a lot of goals and Kaku could be a real problem no I think you're right and I think uh, you look at uh, Raya you look at Mial you look at Etienne I don't think the Red Bulls attacking lineup BWP gets a lot of the credit yeah just like Martinez does but the, the actual attacking four or five even on the bench they've got a few players they can bring they don't get enough credit for me and that's probably why Red Bulls seem to go under the radar a bit in the regular season. And then last game of the season, you're like, oh, they've just broke the record for the most points. So how did that happen? I think it's because of that. And if those four, whoever they pick, let's face it, it's going to be BWP and three others. Kaku will probably play as well. Uh, Mial and Raya got the goals in the last game against Columbus. So you'd fancy them four to play. If they're firing, if they're winning the ball high up, Atlanta sometimes can get a bit stretched, especially if Almiron has been on an attack and that's where they could hit him. Prediction. Oh, I've not been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, my prediction is, and I, I hope this isn't right, but Atlanta will win the first leg and I think they'll win 2-0. But then I just fan- I think Red Bulls at home will just they'll win like 3-0. I think they'll do it. I think Red Bulls will go through. It hurts me to say it, but I do fancy Atlanta to win the first leg. See, for me, this is all about, you know, they've played each other four times and Atlanta have never beaten the Bulls. But it's almost like, do you know when you're you're playing uh, football at school in the playground and the bell goes for lunchtime? You might be 15-0 down, but someone will go, next goal wins! Yeah. And it's kind of like that because who cares if you haven't beaten them in in the regular season who cares if you didn't beat them in the 2017 regular season if you can get the upper hand somehow somehow it's about just doing what you need to do everything else goes out the window if you can do this it will be huge because i i hate to remind you but new york red bulls uh, most successful mls side ever well <laughs> i don't think they'll be that until they win the mls court which <laughs> hopefully they won't as an atlanta fan but this is really exciting because you could ask 10 people who love MLS 
Mm. And it'd probably be five, say, Atlanta go through five Red Bulls. I'm going with Red Bulls, but I may be a pessimistic Atlanta fan. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's so. This is so difficult. It's it's probably the most difficult prediction we've had to make all all season. Yeah. Do you know that thing where you're like, oh, you you try and protect yourself, and you're like, oh well, obviously as an Orlando fan, I don't really want Atlanta to to do it, <laughs> and so I'm probably going to be like, all right, Atlanta will win. I I do think somehow somehow they'll find a way. Well, we'll see. Uh, over in the West, this is this for me. I'm I'm so excited for these because this this is an intriguing game as well. It's Portland versus SKC. This mm-hmm. is on early Monday morning. Um, I at the mo I had more to say for the last game. Atlanta uh, Red Bulls. Let's get your opinion on this one. Okay. Um, Portland SKC. First of all, is this the right final for the West? I mean, it's unusual that you get the fifth place team, um, you know, at home in this in uh, in the first leg in this final, taking on the winners of of the conference. Um, I think that shows how well Portland have done to get this far. Um, they they finished what like eight points off SKC. Uh, yep, um, they finished fifth, eight points off SKC, who won it. So. I think they've done well to to get this far. They're at home, and that's that's huge. They just need to this this home leg. It could all be over. They need to win this, and they need to dominate this. Uh, the two matches in the regular season: Portland nil, SKC C nil. That was in June, August. SKC three, three nil. Portland nil. You mentioned about the Atlanta Red Bulls regular season mm. matches. How much would those two matches have a say in what happens on Monday morning? I think it matters a lot because SKC are the ones who have got all the confidence. Um, regardless of those results, SKC are, are the team. They won uh, won the, the conference and they finished top. They finished a, f- a fair distance ahead of Portland and, and RSL in fifth and sixth. Portland will be looking for that home advantage, but that 3-0 win has to kind of echo echo in their heads in the same way that Atlanta are thinking about the fact that oh, we've never beaten these guys. You know, 3-0 is is a pretty convincing scoreline, especially in, in MLS. Yep. Yeah, uh, Portland, uh, around that time, weren't really going through great far. They no. sort of started well and then middle, they kind of dropped off a bit. But if this is a tough one to call for me. Um, I think, again, it's the attacking, you know, the attackers that are going to do it. You've got to look at both sides, especially. For me, I lo- I, I've already said I love Portland, just because Valeri, Blanco... Mm. Um, Ibuze, you know Ibuze. I can't pronounce it. You know what I'm like hey? pronunciations, but uh, Armenteros. You just said pronunciations wrong as well. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't say anything. But though, you know, their attacking lineup is uh, is one of the best in the league when it's on its day. I think they've kind of been. You can split their season in half in who they have up the top, but mm. I think they are, they have got going forward. They've got a really good attacking lineup. I'm. I don't. I really don't know because Portland have, have, have the last three games have really shown that they can dig in and get a result. My my thoughts on this uh, finally are are that Portland have because of the last couple of seasons they've they've kind of been a a big name, shall we say, in the same way that RSL shocked us by by being up there. Um, 
Portland have, have kind of always been there, thereabouts. This, this team hasn't changed a huge amount. They lost Nagbe, but, but but that's a, a, about it. Obviously, Addy, who's who's not a loss whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> um, whereas SKC have really strengthened. The players that they've brought in, you know, Gutierrez, Johnny Russell, have just been huge for them. That gives them that extra bit of depth. Mm. You know, the, these players that they've had for the last couple of years have, have done okay. They've done a great job, but they've strengthened. Whereas I don't feel like Portland have done as much this season. Um, and so I just think in terms of over two legs, maybe SKC have just got a little bit more quality to I, get that job done. I think as well, SKC, of course, uh, won the US Open Cup recently, the last few years. They've just seen, for me, SKC to get to a MLS Cup final is a natural progression for what they've done in the um, you know in the last few years. Mm. I think this season, for the way they started, the way they finished, they're a very attractive team to watch. I mean, SKC scoring 65 goals, they scored more than Red Bulls, who got the Supporters' Shield. They have only scored five less than Atlanta. Mm. And this is Atlanta, who apparently, you know, blow teams away and have been the best team ever to watch in MLS. So, yeah. Prediction. I'm going with cause just because SKC maybe got a bit more big game experience with the US Open Corps and, and whatever. I'm going to go SKC just purely because they're at home second leg. I think the first leg, I, I think this could turn out just like the um, of what I'm predicting for the Atlanta game. Portland will win 2-1 in the first leg, but SKC will just get a 2-0 victory in the away leg, I think. I'm inclined to agree with you. Portland are, Portland are pretty decent at home. Um, it's a difficult place to go and try and get a result, but I'm I'm going SKC overall. Sorry, Portland fans. Right, so we're going for SKC, and then it's... You're, Take your pick. Yeah, you're saying Atlanta. Uh, you're saying Red Bulls, I'm saying Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that? Uh, what we do know is these games, uh, they're going to... these. If if you know anyone who is sort of not really watching MLS, but you've been saying to them, you need to watch them, mm. you need to watch them, these are the games this weekend that you need to get them into. This is going to... It's difficult to call. If Portland won the MLS Cup, you would not... We wouldn't be here after it going... Phew, how did that happen? Yeah. You know, you the four really good teams. Everyone's in this. Everyone's in it. You're going to get a load of different predictions. Send us yours at MLS UK Show. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? And then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we're here in the UK um, in the week. I'm ahead of that MLS Cup final. This is it. Now we're on the final straight. We're on that road to the MLS Cup final. Good luck if your team's involved. In, just enjoy it if it's not. Bring it on. I'm I'm enjoying it as a neutral. I'm glad we're not in it. Didn't want it. <laughs> didn't want to be in it. Thank you. Next. Um, right. Let's talk Zlatan, shall we? Yep. Zlatan. Um, it, this is difficult for us because it's kind of like it's it's been breaking for a couple of days, and we've put off doing the podcast hoping that it would get done so we could talk about it. It's not still officially done. However, it's looking like even by the time you might be listening to this, um, maybe over your Thanksgiving dinner. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Um, <laughs> That it, that it may be a done deal. Zlatan back to AC Milan. What do you think of this? I think for Zlatan himself, mm. good deal. He's going to earn a lot of money from playing for six months. And he hasn't actually earned a lot from his Galaxy stint, as as we know, because mm. he's not on a DP contract. And it's, it's one last crack at, at one of the supposed European big leagues. Mm. Um, 
I think Syria. MLS is bigger than Serie A. Um, Serie A is the actual uh, OAP home. It's the is the old age pensioners' home. Well, Serie A if retirement yeah. league. If MLS is a retirement league, then Serie A is for when you're already dead. Well, it's not like it's not what it used to be. Um, I, I think mainly the dominance of Juventus has, has sort of killed it off a bit but it's still entertaining to watch and I think for AC Milan they've got a really good player there and you know what Zlatan's going to do Zlatan's going to will be just like uh, I'm sure people in Italy were watching uh, on Twitter what Zlatan was doing for LA Galaxy we'll see little clips of what he does in Italy I'm no no doubt what I want to say on this as well I um, my local newspaper the Manchester Evening News printed this quote that he uh, apparently Zlatan said to Jose Mourinho just before he left Manchester United to go to LA Galaxy. This is probably the most Latin thing you could say. Right, so apparently he says, uh, this is him talking, by the way. Uh, After my injury, which uh, when I was selected, I said to Jose Mourinho, I do not want to disappoint you or my teammates. You had a Zlatan before the injury and you had one after the injury. I cannot give you the Zlatan that you are used to. That's why uh, I will give you this Zlatan because I'm not ready. There's only two... People I know who speak... Someone translate. There's only two people I know who speak about themselves in the third person, and that's Zlatan Ibrahimovic and The Rock. <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic does think he is The Rock. Finally! Zlatan has come back yeah. to Milan. Um, to translate that without use of the third person, basically just saying he could stay at Man United and just be set on the bench and come off the bench every now and again and play. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to contribute to a team. He went to LA Galaxy. He certainly did that. I mean, he missed the first part of the season, still finished second highest goal scorer. Mm. We've seen this before. We saw Beckham do it. We've seen um, Landon Donovan did it when he went to Everton. Players who, instead of taking a break at winter go to Europe and um, and uh, and play the Christmas months. Beckham did it with PSG and yeah. AC Milan. Is this going to benefit him when he comes back to LA Galaxy? Is he going to come back to LA Galaxy? I'm not enti- I don't want to put a dampener on this. I'm not entirely sure he is definitely coming back. I mean, do you sign a 6-month deal just, you know, 6 months from now it's too late to come back to Galaxy? It doesn't seem like there's a, an intention to do that if he's signing a, a deal for half a year. Um, but the interesting point to remember in this is I don't actually think it's anything about his time in LA. I think, it's, let's be honest, he's still gone to MLS and dominated. He did dominate. He arrived, like you say, he arrived late on the scene, well into the season, still finished up there in the top scorers, broke 20 goals, which a lot of strikers have failed to do in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a reflection on his time at Galaxy. I don't think Galaxy fans should be looking at this thinking, that's not fair. Like, what, what have we done? I don't, I don't think there's anything other than his love affair with AC Milan. To give you a bit of background on this, in his book he talks about this. When he left AC Milan the first time, he didn't want to go. Yeah. He, he did not want to leave AC Milan. He was on, on top form. He was on top of his game. We all know he was absolutely dominant um, for, for Sweden and for, for AC Milan in his time there and for most of the clubs he's played for. But he was so happy there. He was happy with his wife and he didn't want his move to PSG to happen. So much so that when PSG came in with an offer, he said, right, well, let's just make some ridiculous demands. I, I don't want to go. So let's just make some ridiculous demands apparently they've accepted an offer for me I don't, but I don't want to go 
So he got his agent to sit down and go, right, Zlatan wants this, this, this. He wants double the money. He wants double this. Um, if this happens, then that has to happen. He set out all these contractual agreements to be put into this contract and expecting PSG to just go, no. It all get knocked on the head and he carries on playing for AC Milan. Three minutes later, they came back and went, yep, it's all done, all signed. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, oh dear. Um, so I think he's just got unfinished business with Milan. He said so at the time that he wanted to return and the opportunities arisen. And I, like I say, it's not a reflection on Galaxy. I just think this is something that for Zlatan, Zlatan had to do. Well, I I don't think this is the end for him in Galaxy. I'm just looking at Zlatan's Twitter at the moment, by the way. He's... Uh, Basically, selling TVs with Samsung ahead of Black Friday, and he's also selling a uh, bag for grooming products. Is he still sat in that bar doing a visa advert as well? Um, Is that off now? It's off now, but yeah, he does seem to be uh, having one last, trying to get one last payday into and releasing the book as well. He knows what he's doing. I think, oh, and he's there with James Corden as well. Um, he's been on all the TV you know, over in the States <laughs> as well. James Corden's trying to get him to sign for West Ham in this video, so. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Um, but I don't know. I just think Zlatan, let's face it, he's 37. He's, his career's coming to an end. Mm. He's looking and thinking, right, what do I need to do? What do I want to do one last time? For, it would not surprise me if Zlatan says, right, LA Galaxy, six months, Milan. Let me have a winter there. I'll play then until uh, September, hopefully for them, December. And then that's it. I'll be, he'd be 38, I presume. And then that'll be it. But, he, but it. here's the problem. If if Zlatan's at LA Galaxy at the start of the 2018 season, do they get in the playoffs? They only missed out by one point. It's a good point. They need, they need, you can't afford to have this hanging over you. He's either going to be there at the start of the season or he's not, as far as I'm concerned. Because if he'd have been... That's the only improvement they need to make. You, your, yeah, goal, but... your goal is to make the playoffs. If they had Zlatan who's banged in 20-odd goals this season, finished way up there in the in the goal-scoring charts. If they'd had him from the start, it's 90% bang on. They, they, would, have, they would have finished in a playoff spot. They need, to, they need a, a, a talisman striker, whether it's Latan or someone else. They need to be making that decision now because they're going to have to bring somebody else in who's going to start that first game at StubHub in March. I don't know. I think... It's one point, you know, you could have got that point in the games that Zlatan missed because he got sent off against Montreal. But my point being, they would have made the playoffs, but then where would they have been? Third? Second? First? Well, we'll see. They're going to get a new manager, aren't they? So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, they'll keep the manager at a good end of the season, apart from that Houston game. Uh, But we brush over that. Again, again, let us know at MLS UK Show. Where do you stand with this? Uh, You're very much... With sins like with buys Latin with if sins. he wants if he wants to go I get why he's going but that that has to be it because you can't just come back in like May I think Latin can ask for whatever he wants to be honest PSG oh, yeah. know that um, yeah I I as, as I said I think there's Latin can demand what he wants he wants if if what you're saying about his book is right he had he just was a bit it of is un- I've read it unfinished business with Milan so he's just doing that for six months bye to Serie A and he'll come back to MLS. Even if he came back in May to MLS, after the if Milan start winning and, and suddenly, you know, are close to winning Serie A, which I don't think they will be, but uh, he can come back in May. He'll still make a difference. And then he will retire at the end of the season. That's what I think. Okay, let us know what you think at MLS UK Show. Um, you mentioned James Corden and West Ham. 
they are one of the front... I say front runners. They're not a front runner, but they're, they're one of the names that keeps getting mentioned in this Almiron move to the Premier League. Pretty much every club in the Premier League, whether they've published it or not, interested in, in Almiron. So the big name that keeps meant being mentioned is Newcastle. Now, I don't think that's the right move for Almiron. Really? No. Of course it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I think... This kid is this kid is ridiculous. Newcastle could be playing championship football by the time he arrives. Well, yeah, there's that. Like, I mean, yeah. stupidity. You're not going to do that. You've, there's Arsenal. Arsenal are another heavy link. And all right, Arsenal fans might be listening to this. There might be Premier League fans whose clubs are, are interested, and they're like, oh, I've got nothing to do with this. We've had messages from people, um, Arsenal fans, going, "Well, is he any good?" And we're like, "Yes, you need this guy. Um, you know, he will break into pretty much." Any side in the Premier League, what like what a play, Even if it's a, a a Chelsea or an Arsenal, what an impact player to have, and he would end up forcing his way in. I think the Premier League is a lot different to MLS. Are you a, all right? No, I'm being You're an Atlanta fan. Oh uh, yeah, I know, but give me hear me out. It's a lot different. You it's just a, don't want a, him to go. No, I don't. But it's a lot more <laughs> defensive. I think Almiron is best going to either Newcastle or a Leicester or a Everton. You know these sort of. Teams, all right, maybe not Newcastle, but Leicester and Everton, these teams that are sort of on the cusp of breaking, like if Man United have a bad season or Arsenal have a bad season, these are the teams that could finish above them. You've got to think, Almiron is 24. He's not some 17-year-old kid who's coming in and the fans are giving him a bit of time. For me, if he went to, an, if Arsenal offered him a contract, go Arsenal, you know, mate, go Arsenal. But if he went to a Chelsea or an Arsenal, the fans are going to be expecting a lot from him because he's 24 and because he's coming in, uh, he, he can be an impact player. We've seen with Chelsea, Ross Barkley became that impact player and now he's playing for him every single week. He could come off the bench and then, like Madison did for Leicester, suddenly start being a world beater and mm. just gets into the team. I think in terms of pressure, it's a new lifestyle as well. Coming to England, it's a lot colder. I don't know if you'd noticed, it's a lot colder. I had my hat on today. Um, it's like I, in my car last night going home, it said danger, there could be ice. That's mm. how cold it is at the moment in England. A lot colder than uh, Paraguay, I'm assuming. I don't know the Paraguayan temperature or uh, Georgia. But I think just. Yeah, what's, it, what's happening here is you're going nothing to see here nothing to see here. no one you know no he's yeah. not any good he, he doesn't need to go he won't, he won't make it in the Premier League no no nothing to see no come on Al, come on Miggy come over here lad you're no over here no you stay you stay here you stay here that's what you're doing do you know who is good Escobar <laughs> Chelsea if you want to sign Escobar Will Johnson's brilliant <laughs> Uh, I think we set him on fire in the last episode, <laughs> so sorry about that. He's, a, he's, um, on he's his way the, back from a serious injury. He's in the bin. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of, of this from you. I think a club like Leicester, can you imagine, right? We talked about this before. So James Madison, we talk about a lot because he was at Norwich City and for, for as many players as we've let go recently, we both know James Madison is an unreal talent who's, mm-hmm. who's going to be huge for, for the England team for years to come. The guy's unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was seeing when he was playing for Norwich. That's why he left. Um, can you imagine James Madison 
and Miguel Almiron sat together in a Leicester midfield, I'd you'd need a hell of a lot of defensive midfielders. <laughs> but oh my lord, imagine! Yeah, and that's why I Vardy think, peeling off as well. Oh, that's why I oh, think if he goes to oh, a Newcastle, Leicester, or oh, Everton, or whoever. He can be that player who, they, let's face it, the Premier League, uh, the scouts will know about Almron, but he will go under the radar a tiny bit and he can make that impact. He goes in at Chelsea or Arsenal, they're expecting a lot from him straight away. I would say Arsenal over Chelsea, they play more of a yeah, Atlanta style of play. But that's why I think if he does, if, if, if he goes Everton as a good season, he's getting a move to wherever he wants. He'll go Barcelona, I reckon. Do you know if he has that mm. impact season? I think he's that so, good. Yeah. I re- I really think he's that good. I think he is. But who would you rather lose, Martinez or Almiron? Who would you rather go? <sighs> this is easy for me. I'd rather Almiron go because we get we get the goals from Martinez. He gets. I mean, thirty goals. You're taking that out of the team. I'm I'm not saying Almiron's not contributed. I mean, he's he's got thirteen goals, eleven assists. That's twenty four goals. So it is only six less, seven less than what he scored. But I just think you need that goal scorer in MLS. I think Almiron's doing more. I don't. Let's be honest; these are two of the best players in MLS. I'm not. I'm not putting one one or the other down. Yeah, ideally we won't lose any. Yeah, but but Almiron for me is more key. He's more instrumental. Martinez scores a few amazing goals a lot of the time. Positionally, he's incredible. And he's getting incredible service. I'm not taking anything away, but let me just try. I'm not taking anything away from the guy because he's unbelievable. But I think of the two, Almiron is contributing as a whole a lot more. And you could stick. There's there's very few players who could do what Martinez does. Don't get me wrong. But you could find someone. You could find someone even in MLS that could feed off the service of Vialba, of Almiron, and could potentially get you just as many goals. Because I think Almiron is key. I, no, I don't. I again, I'm not. I'm not saying Almiron is is not very good. He, Almiron <laughs> is a very, very, he'll very never good do anything. player. He'll never make it. He's a very good player. I do I think if you ask me who would do better in the Premier League, Almiron or Martinez? I'd mm. say Almiron would because he's more of an all round player. He stick Martinez in a club that's halfway down the league in the Premier League, and he's not getting that create. He's not getting that. Uh, then passes. Burnley would just kick kick Almiron around. Yeah, exactly. So um, and and Martinez, they just they got massive defenders who just mark him out again. Yeah, so I think it'd be difficult for Martinez because Almiron does offer more as a collective. But I think for Atlanta, you need the goals. You will you will get creative players. You do get chances in MLS a lot more. So I would rather Almiron left at the ball. I would rather none of them left. But if Almiron was to leave, I'd rather keep Martinez. But I do think Almiron would do better in the Premier League. But he needs to start a bit lower down. <laughs> Leicester and Everton. And then get his move to the top. And then we'll be there saying, we told you so. <laughs> OK, um, I want to move on because I want to talk about Cincinnati. We touched on this last week. There's going to be uh, an expansion draft. And I love these. Yeah. These fascinate me. Although looking back, They've not been as instrumental as maybe they could have been. Um, it's, anybody who plays FIFA and who plays Ultimate Team, it's kind of like opening your first your first pack and, and seeing what what cards you get um, and what what players you get for your first ever team. And then nine times out of ten, you just swap them anyway. Yeah. Um, and and so this is about seeing what players are made available by the other clubs in MLS, and they're uh, they're allowed to choose a few to to kind of get them started. Each MLS club is allowed to protect eleven of their players the homegrown 
talent is already protected. Yes. So uh, last week on the show, I did my Orlando ones. Uh, I, pre- I struggled, but I got to 11 after setting one of them on fire. Uh, and uh, you did Atlanta, which was a lot tougher, to be fair. Yeah, it's a, um, lot, a lot tougher because I had more players to yeah. choose from. Um, Harry, as well, who's a reg- regular listener, he did his Orlando 11. Um, looking down this list, he got very similar to what, what you said. Um, oh, who else did we get? We got a... Sounders one, uh, Crystal, she said, Alonso, Fry, uh, Kiki, Ladero, Rodriguez, uh, Christian Roldan, Rui Diaz, Smith, Svensson, Torres, um, and Leodum as well. So, hmm. um, Aaron? Murray's not in that, surprisingly. Is he not homegrown? Ah, of course. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Aaron uh, messaged us about DC, uh, me- uh, the players he'd protect for the expansion draft. Um, Bill Hamid, Yamil Assad and uh, Bruno Miranda all exempt. However, uh, he's gone for Wayne Rooney, obviously. Acosta, uh, Canus, uh, Birnbaum, Ariola. Don't laugh. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Mora, Fisher, Moreno, De Leon and Darren Mattox. Oh, OK. Uh, so uh, thank you to everybody who sent their uh, ex. Uh, MLS expansion protection lists. God, it's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, there was plenty of us, by the way, but uh, they're the two, they're the ones from three different teams that we can see right now in yeah. front of us. A few other people set Will Johnson on fire as well, so a <laughs> shout out to you guys. Um, so the MLS, actual MLS teams have been doing this this week. We've seen the Sounders did it, I think. Um, who else? Philadelphia did it. Uh, RSL have done it. And uh, on our theme of talking about teams in the West, we're going to discuss... RSL a tiny bit. I, I want to discuss uh, because the uh, the most interesting one for me, uh, Louis Silva. They've not... Are you talking about players who've not had their options? Taken yeah, up? I mean, they could they they could still play for RSL next season. We do we do need to point that out. Louis it just Steve... means that the, the the current contract they've not extended it, so they could renegotiate a deal which may be a little bit cheaper, work out a little bit better for the club. Yeah, if if the club and the player both want to um, stay tied to each other. Um, but yeah, go on. Uh, Louis Silva played 19 last year, scored mm. five goals. Um, where do you think with Louis Silva? Because he, he contributed those five goals in 19 games. I think that's okay. Mm. But are, are RSL, they finished sixth in the West. Are they looking to step up now? Are they looking... <laughs> because they, with the, RSL, for me, they score a lot of goals, but they def- they they do concede too many goals. Mm. For me, a lot of people were really surprised by by some of the names. I mean, uh, obviously Luke Mulholland is a is a big name for for RSL. Uh, Sonny, Louis mm. Silva, who you mentioned, and and a fair few more. I actually am not surprised about this. I just think it's almost time for a new era at RSL. In the time that we've been watching MLS over the last few seasons, they've just not been that club. They've not been one of the glamour clubs. They've not been successful. They, and this season, managing to scrape into the playoffs, it was a big achievement for them. Especially, yeah. you know, look at the roster. It's not it's not unkind to say that they didn't have a huge, hugely packed out roster full of talent that you thought maybe could go really far this year. And so finishing where they have this year is a big achievement. And I think they have to build on that. And at the end of the day, it's fine to have Mulholland and, and Silva, who, like you say, has contributed averagely yeah you know these some of these players have been out with big injuries they've been taking up a, a lot of salary i think it's time to to build on that 
It's time for them to, to try and step up to that next level. Let's try and challenge for that Western title next season. I'm, I'm not surprised at any of the names on that list. Okay. You're saying it's time to challenge. Is Mike Petke the man to do that? I, I think it's unfair to unfair not to give him another shot. Again, on the same principle of, of what we've just discussed, that was, a good, that was a really good achievement for them this season. And so let him now improve his roster, improve his personnel at his disposal, and, and see where they can go next year. It's going to be tough because we've discussed how Galaxy were very, very close and how Vancouver, I think they were only a point off Galaxy, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So it is going to be tough. But the West has been weaker than, than the East for, for a fair while now. And RSL need, to, RSL need to build. I'm not surprised at any of the names on that list because they could bring in some big talent. Well, um, Mike Petke has said that the young players for RSL need to step up a bit. They mm. need to earn the place. RSL called his management phenomenal, which tells you that they aren't looking to change mm. things. Um, Mike Petke, does does he do himself any favours sometimes? I mean, he's great entertainment, but <laughs> there are times, do you think he should just chill out a bit and just get himself out of the press? I mean, who are we to say? I mean, there's so many different management styles and, and techniques as I've said, he's achieved something pretty, pretty incredible, like pretty admirable with what he had at his disposal this year. If you were, if you were sorting picking at the start of the year your MLS best eleven to to go forward, if someone said to you, right, you can have eleven players from any squad, any team, looking on the list on paper, would you have had any from RSL? No, maybe Rusnak on the bench, maybe. But other than that, no. Yeah, I get your point. Yeah. Not, so so yeah. what he's had to work with, he's done an incredible job. And it's getting results. I, I can't argue with it. Yeah, and they are one of the better teams to watch. It, like, if you've got a pound on to score, who's gonna, what game's going to have the most goals in it in MLS on a weekend, you'd probably stick it on RSL for most, uh, most games. My my point as well uh, about choosing the that 11 from, from each... It's basically like fantasy. How many how many RSL players did you have in your fantasy team at the start of the year? Roosnack, baby. Because <laughs> you share a birthday. Share a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but be honest, I bet we, we laugh about Orlando because we were dreadful this season. I bet you would have p- picked an Orlando player ahead of an RSL player. Because um, on, on paper, at the start of that season, we were looking at Orlando's squad going, yeah? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Um so fair play. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, RSL, be interesting to see how we do next season. We've mentioned Mike Petke there. A big managerial change this week in MLS. Hmm. Oscar Preja, gone mm. from FC Dallas. He, there was a lot of rumours with him with the US national men's national team job. Uh, they seem to have gone away. Now it's Tio Arna, who uh, rumoured to be signing Josie Altador yeah. as well uh, this week. Oscar Preja has... Phenomenal stuff for FC Dallas. Um, if you look at his win percentage, forty nine percent over the four years, oh, just all fell off at the end this season. I've, I don't know what happened there. So I think something's gone on there. Well, this is what I was going to ask because they Go won on. one game in the last five. Yeah, against Orlando. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Lost the last three. That dropped them down the table. They then had a difficult game against Portland in the playoffs, which they lost in the uh, in the semifinals. Of the uh, the West semi-finals, the knockout. The if you look at how he's done, 
as the FC Dallas manager. Last season, seventh was his lowest. They were level on points with six. Last season, I don't know whether you remember, San Jose, their goal difference was terrible. Yeah. And on head-to-head, they managed to get ahead of FC Dallas. We're talking minus 21 San Jose, <laughs> which... When you look at the European leagues and how they work, that would annoy the hell out of me yeah. if I was a FC Dallas fan. This year was their poorest performance in a playoff. So the last two years hasn't been as great as the first three. Was it time, just time to go, right, he's done enough. It's time to both go in new directions. I don't know because they clearly had something really special going on throughout 90% of that season, 95% of the season mm. maybe. Um, something happened. They, they, they tailed off at the end. Something something went wrong. If you are a, a Dallas fan or or a, a neutral who's maybe got, got some thoughts on this, let us know, please, at MLS UK Show. Because from the outside looking in, it was looking like they were going to run away with that West. And like you say... They only beat Orlando towards the end, which, let's be honest, is absolutely no achievement whatsoever. Nope. Um, so, good luck to him on, on his new journey. Apparently, there is a clause for if uh, that he's allowed to leave Tigres if he's offered the US men's national team job. Interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I mean, he could go there for a week and then they could ring him up. Yeah. Um, overall, for Oscar Parasia... I'll just run you through. 2014, they finished fourth in mm-hmm. the uh, in the West, beaten by Seattle in the, the semis. 2015, first, they only missed out on the Sports Shield to Red Bulls on go on head to head, and then they were beaten again by they were beaten by Portland in the West final. 2016, they finished first, got the Sports Shield, lost to Seattle in the West semis. They do seem to do really well in the regular season. Going off their playoff form, now the dust has settled a bit, when Parasia looks back and when FC Dallas fans look back, will they be disappointed? I don't think... I think in terms of MLS, that's fairly consistent. You don't see a lot of consistency over over the course of... You know, look at Galaxy, for example. We, we often use them, you know, in, in these scenarios. I think the majority of MLS clubs who finished outside the playoffs would 100% have liked Parasia to have taken the helm in the 2018 season, 2019 season, yeah. sorry. And I think if, I'll be honest with you, if Tata left Atlanta, he wouldn't have been a terrible option. No. Because he would have had, he would be working. It's like we say, R- RSL, Mike Peck, he's done what he's done with what was at his disposal. He's done what he's done at Dallas. He's been fairly consistent. They've won stuff. Finished, finished top of the West. And... Imagine if he was at Atlanta, for example. I'm just using that as an example. The players he's got at his disposal there. In terms of MLS, though, the fact that he didn't go on, even to an MLS Cup final, is that going to be that one thing where they'll think... But Portland Portland sacked Cali Porter. Or or he left. You know, he's had success with with Portland. He He knows what he's doing. He's an experienced... You know, I would have taken him at Orlando. I'd take Perez. I'd take anyone, to be honest. I'd take you. (laughs) <laughs> well, give you the job I'm a, I'm a good defensive coach um, for, yeah and I agree I, I'm being ultra harsh on FC Dallas you'd look at that and there's a lot of teams in MLS who would if look that at that if that was Orlando record. season I'd be buzzing well they'd look at that record the last four years five years and be like wow that was actually really good yeah. all I'm saying is against his name and FC Dallas there's going to be that one little mark that says you never managed to got, get, especially the first, the two seasons where they won the West Conference. 
there's those two little marks, the one little mark that says, you, but you never got to an MLS Cup final. But in those, in those years that you've just read out, let's look at Colorado, let's look at San Jose, even Galaxy, you know... He's he's been up there consistently. I'm not, I totally hear what you're saying, by the way. Yeah, but I just I just think actually we're being very harsh. It's very tough, so tough. MLS. It is. Um, next season's going to be a big year for FC Dallas. Again, I don't want to seem like I'm being negative because we've praised them all season. Mm. If if Dallas, if FC Dallas, it depends who they bring in. But if they get into the playoffs like next year, I I'd be I'd be happy for them. But I think after a big change, you, we know what it's like with football teams, soccer teams. Big changes can, a lot can, Red Bulls did it right for me. They got someone in. I'm not saying they need to do that at FC Dallas, but it's going to be really interesting to watch them next year after this big change. A big personality is going. Hmm. And, you know, they're lucky they're in the West because Orlando are coming. <laughs> next year is going to be the year. He says again. <sighs> um, right. Put me out my misery. Come on. Give me some clues for this player. Uh, As we play the game called... You do it this time, go on. We're going to find a player who is uh, from the UK and played in MLS at least for one season (laughs) and um, we're going to see if you can guess who it is. That's the worst one we've ever had. (laughs) Uh, So he started his career at Wimbledon. He then went to West Ham, Aston Villa, the Super Whites, who are Bolton Wanderers. Who are bottom of the championship. Yep, need to say that that's because they play in white. Um, Sorry. (laughs) I'm allergic to the word Bolton. <laughs> um, oh, he did play ten games. I did leave this out. But he played ten games for Ipswich Town. Just like you know. <laughs> uh, then he went after that stint at Ipswich. Goes my Thanksgiving bird. He uh, he went to Vancouver Whitecaps, Chivas USA, and Montreal Impact. I Give me some clues. I think for Montreal, he was in a Champions League final. Or was it Vancouver? Montreal, I think he was in a Champions League final. He um, what are your clues? He, uh, in England, he played in an FA Cup final for West Ham United. Um, he When? N- in 2006, I think it was. I'm trying to think, what clue can I give you here? He was a mid- centre midfielder, quite small. I can't think of his name, I can see him. He's got a double-barreled surname. Yeah. Uh... Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Don't tell me. Don't you dare tell me. Read out his MLS teams again. Vancouver, Chivas. He only played nine games for Chivas. And then Montreal Impact. Nigel Rio Coca. That's the one! Get in! He played 37 times. I'm embarrassed that it's... I'm sorry that it took me up. The people were probably just shouting. It's Nigel Rio Coca! What's wrong with him? I'm sorry, that was embarrassing. But I got there in the end. I got there fair and square. He was the uh, Bolton captain the year we got relegated from the Premier League. I'll be honest with you. I don't. The I, it wasn't the MLS teams that I, that I had a problem with there. I didn't realise he was at Bolton. <laughs> yeah, he was there one season. I, um, that was my issue. Though I was thinking, well, it's Rio Coca, but he didn't play for Bolton, so I just dismissed it. And then I was trying to think of anyone else, and I was like, I know it must be him. <laughs> he um, he basically got relegated. He activated a clause in his contract to leave, saying he wanted to stay in the Premier League, and then went to Ipswich. Um, so yeah congratulations if you got that right of of course future Elliot and future Henry will see a load of tweets that you're sending us um, or hopefully saying Nigel Rio Coca so we'll be back with that game next week and what's the game called? Uh, the game where we choose an MLS player who is from the UK 
and uh, we try and get you to guess who it is by listing the clubs he played for. Smooth. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if, you, if you're listening on the big day, uh, then I hope you've had an amazing one. Uh, enjoy your... Everyone just gets time off work and it's just... A, we're just back in work tomorrow. Yeah, uh, same with our Canadian friends as well. Uh, Ryan, who listens to this show, said, uh, guys, that was five weeks ago when we said Happy Thanksgiving. I think we said it for... Did we say it? We we would have said it for Canada, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, shout out to Robin Sparkles from Canada. (laughs) Um, Tweet us if you get that reference as well. (laughs) We'll be back next week. We'll be back uh, after the playoffs. I'm so excited for these games. Um, Atlanta versus Red Bulls. SKC versus Portland. We'll we'll do one uh, before the MLS Cup final. It's all exciting. It's coming to an end. Go Atlanta. (laughs) Um, Much as it pains me to say it, good luck. Thank you. And good luck to the other teams as well, apart from Red Bulls. Uh, Right, that's it. We're off to the mall. See ya. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.